It's time for the Dan Fogler 4D Experience Podcast. We are recording. <laughs> We're recording via satellite. <laughs> Dan Fogler. Dan Fogler for the experience. <laughs> Dan Fogler. <laughs> so I'm in LA and that's why the sound quality isn't as good, but fuck it. <laughs> I'm here with uh, R.H. Davis, Rachel Davis. What is the R.H.? Did that come from reading R.L. Stein and just being like, I want to be like that? No, actually, well, yes, but no. Uh, I actually started writing horror so long ago, let's not ever discuss how old I am, so long ago, that uh, it was really sexist at the time that I started writing. Oh, yeah, yeah. So when I submitted my first book to a publisher, and granted, like, every editor feels differently about things, but when I sent my first book to a publisher, the response I got was, it's great, but you don't write males, like, I have a male cop in that book. Mm. Uh, doesn't really sound like a guy because I had submitted that under Rachel. Wow, wow. So I was like going back through it and going, <laughs> okay, I don't really see that. Maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. So I ended up changing it to initials and sending it to a different editor and then it got published. Oh. So at that point I was like, I'm just going to write under initials all the time. Yeah. And I was doing this um, serial fiction piece for a magazine. And it was under initials, and the editor had never met me in person. Mm. And we met at a world horror convention, like in person. I was picturing a person with a plaid tie and (laughs) circular glasses on a bushy mustache. Pretty much. But especially with a penis. Especially. (laughs) Especially. And he was like, are you sure you write this? And I was like, yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, like, Uh... well, because... You know, back in the day, that wasn't a thing. Now, right. it's like, no, you can be, I mean, it doesn't matter anymore. So now it's like, tons of women are in great horror, and they always have. It's just now it's like appreciated and respected more. And Rice, too. Yeah. Yeah. Way to awesome. her stuff. I never really got into her, but. Oh, I, I think she's she great. Vampire. Oh, yes. A sexy vampire is very important. She was the, well, Dracula, I suppose, was <laughs> the original, but, like, yeah. sexy vampires. Yeah. Still to this day, people like a sexy vampire. They people just like, like them a younger sexy now. vampire! <laughs> <laughs> they just like them younger now. <laughs> I don't like glowing. The, I don't like the vampire. He's very moldy. He's graying. <laughs> he's very pale. Apparently now he sparkles and he's ready. like he sparkles in the ready to take care of you for your lifetime. Exactly. <laughs> Fight some other beasts they for you. Spun in another way. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, what? That was crazy. So, the uh, vampire world, the supernatural fantasy world—that's always been your thing. Well, not necessarily vampires per se, but like supernatural for sure. And that, and that, you told me that as a child that you had a sort of sixth sense situation going, or you still do? Yes. So where you see entities. <clears throat> yes. So when I was a kid, I saw things like you know how kids are like, "There's a monster under my bed. There's a monster in the closet." Yeah. Right? And then you come in there and you're like, "There's no monster. It's cool." Right. 
the monsters would still be there for me when somebody was like, there's nothing here. Um, so, Jesus. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> so. They're like, hi. Yeah, pretty much. Some of them much more aggressively than that, but yeah. So I would see them. She'll never be able to see me, Rachel. <laughs> no one ever said that, thank Whoa. goodness. Entities don't really speak. They just look at you weird. They, yeah, they're more, it's going to sound even crazier. This whole thing is going to sound crazy, but they, they're I more like crazy. telepathic than that. They don't really speak. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, that makes <clears throat> sense. But um, I would see them as a kid, and then I pretty soon after realized that A, people don't see this, and B, you don't discuss this. So for many, many years, I didn't discuss that at all, even though I would continue to see it. And so that would go on and go on. And then I was like, I'm going to be an adult and have adult jobs and, you know, got a degree in teaching and then, you know, kept going and wanted to be a writer and eventually did that <clears throat> and then became a pretty successful writer and didn't really think about that too much, kept pushing it out, pushing it out. And then several years ago, I had an experience where it just started coming back. Like I could no longer just kind of push it out. It was like overwhelming. So like, you know, you'd be on the street and you'd see this homeless person screaming at something. I would be seeing what they're screaming at. Whoa. And I couldn't put it away. Like it was just too, it was so much. And so I just, I just said at that point, like, okay, if I'm supposed to do something with this, if this is the reason why I have this, then you need to, universe give me this information so that I can do that and that's when I first started practicing exorcism and now I do it you know uh, not as a living it's not my business but I do it for people so you presented several interesting ideas one of them <laughs> one of them which it's a lot right <laughs> no I mean I'm, I, I never argue anything anymore you know you can't you know. and I've had some really interesting experiences myself that I can't argue with anymore so like really felt stuff so and saw stuff and so um so you are let's talk about first the idea that schizophrenia may just be people seeing beyond the veil it's certainly possible I mean it's not so I mean, that's a graphic novel right there well and it has happened so for my own experience just to let people know, right, I, I'm considered, according to NPR, like Hollywood's Exorcist to the Stars, and I've seen a lot, thousands of people maybe at this point. And some of those people have come to me saying, like, <clears throat> I know this person has mental illness. So, like, for example, I was talking to you about this earlier, like someone who was turned down by the church because they have this checklist of things, and they're like, it's mental illness, not an entity. So therefore, we can't provide you with an exorcism. Mm. The reality is that mental illness and entity, they're not mutually exclusive. They can go hand in hand because how entities, how would people call demons actually attached to you is based on energy and frequency. It's not religious. It has nothing to do with any of those things. It is simply about what you are emitting as a human being. So... It's very hard for people to constantly emit high frequency. So we're all energy, right? Everything yeah, is energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're all made of stars and all that good stuff. Uh -huh. um, <clears throat> so we are emitting frequency. Everything around us is emitting frequency. Like inanimate objects, 
emit frequency. Sure. Um, it's very difficult for people to stay high frequency all the time. That that would be like a situation where nothing affects you and you are like the Buddha and you know, right. it's like everything is like water and life Zen. is beautiful and great and all of that stuff. Obviously we have traumas and traumatic events, right? And that tends to lower the frequency and since in our society we never talk about spiritual health, right? We don't really talk about that as a health, right? People don't understand that. It's never discussed. It's not a thing. Um, people tend to get knocked down in frequency and then don't know and they're just like I feel depressed I feel anxious right, I feel right, right. all of these things they're prescribed a medication which is very helpful I'm not saying no to medication right. <clears throat> sometimes you need it you know or you need your your drink or your whatever what <laughs> pick your poison right but if people knew that they could keep their frequency high by doing certain things that were not those things, you know, we'd be better off as people, right? We would just know that because what happens is when you lower your frequency and you don't even realize it and you're going through life just like unconscious and, you know, screwed up and like things are going on, that's what entities see. They see in low frequency. That's where they work. So they look for a very specific energy signature. You're putting out this, there's an entity for that. And that will attach. So not every entity can attach to every person, even if they're all yeah. low frequency. It's very specific. And if you have several different problems, you'll have several different entities. Sometimes. There are some entities that will not share you. Ah. <laughs> so if you have one of those, you won't have anything else. Yeah. Um, if you... So you you looked at me earlier and you said I had <laughs> clives. Clives. Which yeah. sound like hives from <laughs> Clive Clive Anderson. <laughs> Who's Clive Anderson? I don't know. <laughs> Clive. So, okay. So, uh, as we spoke about earlier today, many we spoke about many things. Um, I have a book coming out in October with yeah. Day Street Books. And it talks all about this. So, you know, there's a whole, like, species, different phylums of, yes, exactly, of, of entities, of demons, whatever you want to call them. Right. And we identify them, right? There's here's the like main guys that I see all the time, and Clives are the mainest of the main guys that I see all the time because Clives, and I call them that because um, they always remind me of a Clive Barker drawing. Clive Barker, right? Right. So uh, I don't know why it's a Clive Anderson. Because <laughs> you felt like it. Yeah, he's a trumpet player. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that guy, but I know Clive Barker's drawing, so that's where I get it from. Because to me, that's what they look like. They're like these little weird blobs with like funky the, like uh how do you say that like um tubes coming out with like little talony things it's really bizarre looking funky. that's how they present themselves to me again how they present themselves and what they actually look like they might just look like energy but they show themselves to me in these ways so funky. that's what i describe so what kind of energy do they feed off of? well those ones are like the leeches of the demon world, right? So those are the lowest, the lowest common denominators. They're right. the little guys. Yeah. Not really malicious. Like a leech will drink you to death, but it's not really trying to kill you. It's right. kind of like that kind of thing. Right. Um, so how those work is there's different clives for different things and they work as megaphones. They're amplifiers. So if you're depressed, you might be suicidal. If you're angry, you have rage. If you're, you know, uh, if you're anxious, you're like, I'm not leaving the house. They amplify those emotions. So my clives are just like, smoke more pot. <laughs> well, 
what they're causing might be like smoke more pot, right? right. <laughs> right? Because they're like Anxiety. be anxious or be right, exactly. Right, right. Exactly. And I'm counteracting. I'm. You're medicating it, right? Right. But when you let me put my hands on you and take it out, you're gonna have a totally different so sensation. So describe to me. It's uh, so. I've had work done on me before. Yes. I've had, I've had a very powerful psychic open up my chakras with these crystals. Yeah, I know it sounds crazy, but that's not crazy. That's my life. That's your life. So, Don, <laughs> I mean, to my viewers, some my listeners, they're like, "This guy did what?" Yeah, well, I did this. Go watch the movie Don Peyote, okay? Because I met so many people on so many different levels, shamans and oh, of course, yeah, yeah. Okay, sure, so sure. I, as psychics and uh, you know. Every and everybody in between, and um, <clears throat> the first time I really ever felt something. So what happened was thirty three rolled around, and I was like, I was really having a spiritual. That's the time. Thing. Jesus numbers. Yeah, right. So I, you know, I, I was really feeling something like, wow, I'm changing. It was right before twenty twelve, and I was. It was really like know thyself. I felt like if I was going into whatever this was change of consciousness apocalypse you know i was getting married at the time i was like there was so many things converging and i was like man i better be ready for this <laughs> you know I, I better be a figure out what kind of man i am and um so in the beginning of that journey <laughs> this amazing psychic anya had these crystals she had this pouch so i picked all the crystals myself she said the crystals basically pick you they do yeah. crystals are crazy yeah <laughs> and I've, I, any time of experience I've ever had with it that is absolutely true yeah like I, I, like I'll feel like oh man um, you know my stomach is a little fucked up someone will say here grab a crystal see what happens <laughs> I grab a crystal and, and it's and they look it up and it's just like oh that's for digestion absolutely yeah it's, it's totally worked it happens to me all the time oh my gosh I have to tell you this one yeah side note because you're talking about these crystals yeah. I was at this crystal wholesaler Last week, I shit you not, like crystals. They're, they're alive. Yeah, they're yeah. crystals everywhere, right? I'm looking around this place. I'm looking around this place. I'm like touching, and they're there, like, feel all the crystals, touch them all, pick them up, you know, because they're like, <laughs> yeah. ooh, feel them, feel them, feel them out. I'm picking up the little skulls because I always like the little skulls. And crystal like, skulls are free. Yeah, man. exactly. Like I have a lot of them, so I'm up playing you? with all the skulls. Of course I do. Oh man. So I find this one piece. You don't have thirteen of them all together, do you? <sighs> Probably have more. Oh, no. <laughs> but there's this one piece. I'm not even kidding you. It's Labradorite, which is my favorite. That's the one that's like real flashy and blue and like gorgeous. Labradorite? Yeah, Labradorite. And it's this tower that peaks at a point and it is 16 skulls all around this tower. Whoa. And it was like, you know, you need me. It just was like, you're going to take me. I belong to you. <laughs> and it was just like that. And I was like, all right. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. I have a picture. I'll show you. It that. called to you. It was like, hello, come get me. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild, man. So, I, yeah, finish, finish. All right, so, so I pick out my crystals, one for each chakra, right? Okay. And I didn't know what, she, what I was doing. All I was doing was picking crystals. That's, That's the best way to do it. Right? She says, oh, okay, great. These these actually match up very nicely, you know? <laughs> so I go, okay. So I close my eyes, and I was like, I, at that point, I was so skeptical. You know, I, I was like, I'm not going to give this woman an inch. I'm not <laughs> going to tell her anything about me. I've had that. Right? So I yeah. just close my eyes, and 
I was like, okay, yeah, do your crystal magic, right? So <laughs> she takes the crystals and she puts them over where each chakra would be, each one. I swear to God, each time she put a crystal over a, sh- over a chakra, you know, belly button, bam, I felt chi energy moving. Yeah. Okay, and she had this, her relationship with the, the astral was um, she talked to this, I shit you not, this... Uh, she called it the Galactic Federation. I, I, I imagined that it was um, kind of like the Justice League of America of all, <laughs> of all these different aliens or, or entities out there. Well, it's all of us. On the fifth dimension. Yes. That's... Uh, our high, you're saying our higher forms. That's right, right, saying. exactly. Our higher selves. Where we come from. Wow, that's where we come from. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Our higher selves are already at the fifth dimension. Yes. Amazing. We all make the choices to come back. There are so many contracts with people we have and so many things we're supposed to do. Crazy. We come from all different places. Right. And converge here to do things. To, to really, in these years in particular, to open up that consciousness, which you can see is happening. You yeah. can see it happening. Everyone's getting woke. 2016 is actually the, the real uh, to 2012. Um, and if you look at, if you go back through astral everything, you'll see that. That's actually true. And it's the four-year term from 2016 to 2020 that is actually the awareness of consciousness movement. Ah, yeah, brilliant! Isn't that cool? It's crazy. Everything, a lot of this shit matches up with Don Peyote. A lot of stuff that yeah, I because did. you were tapped in. Tapped in, so tapped in. You were ready to take that in. The synchronicities are crazy. So yeah, she she's working her way up my chakras, opening up each one like a fucking doorway. I'm feeling. <laughs> what they describe as the kundalini rising yeah. you know yeah. the, just the, the, it's a good, the that's a good thing the snake <laughs> the energy snakes rising up the the totem in the center of my body i'm feeling that and I, and i'm trying not to show her you know but i'm like <laughs> oh my god this is crazy <laughs> so then she's getting all the way up to my third eye and yeah the whole time she's saying um Oh, this is good. This is great. The Galactic Federation is feeling good about this. Okay, let's go <laughs> to the next level. And she would do another chakra, another chakra. That's cool. She gets to my third eye. Immediately, I see, you know, in my mind's eye, fields, like fields of, uh, it looked like pomegranates, cells. You know how pomegranate yeah, seeds yeah. look like gold? for fields and fields and fields of it. That, and then I then I kind of pulled away from that, and that was the skin of, <laughs> of this, um, looked like this, you know, uh, sacred geometric machine. Yes. That was floating inside my head, which was, uh, how I would describe it is two pyramids, um, the bottoms touching each other. And then they would turn, like kind of like a piston, and they would press down, and it would create the three-dimensional, what looked like a Jewish star symbol, and it kept on... The Merkaba. My Merkaba. Yes. Yeah, this is what she told me I was seeing. Yes. Okay, so I saw my Merkaba, and this supposedly is, oh, you know, that's... She told me, I learned all this later. The Merkaba, for those of you who are listening, is your essentially your body armor, um, your spaceship that you put your um, 
third eye spirit self into yes. when you go on your astral journeys in order to protect you it's from... The, it's that life force. Right. Like you, But it looked like a goddamn golden glowing yeah, machine to it me. It is. It is totally that. Okay, so I, I'm seeing this floating in my head. Basically like my Merkaba floating there going... Yes, ready to rock, you know. <laughs> and you had no knowledge of this. No course. knowledge. So it's of... not like you like took it from something. No, I didn't know what the fuck I was looking at. Right. Not at all. I was like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. She, she I haven't said anything yet to her. <laughs> right. She goes, oh, this is wonderful. The Galactic um, Federation is applauding. Um, they're happy. They say, welcome back you know, Star Child or whatever to, you know, to, uh, you know, welcome back to the game or whatever. Um, and, uh, but it sounds like a video game, doesn't it? You know, welcome. I don't know if she said game, but it was like, you know, well, you're conscious welcome now. back to this consciousness. Right. Welcome, welcome back to your true self. Yes, exactly. So she hits me with that. <laughs> and then for like the, I love it. the next three days, she, I, 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 I explained to her what I saw. She's a Shemurka buzz, all these things. She's like, this is amazing. Like, they're, they're, they're literally cheering in my ear. <laughs> the they out there, the, yeah. uh, you know, the astral, whatever, <laughs> federation. The good guys. The, the good guys, sure. I, don't, I have no idea. <laughs> but someone, someone is talking to her on, on, from the fifth dimension, supposedly, and is guiding her. Um, and um, they were very excited that I was seeing my Merkaba, you know. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm sad to say that I've only had, I've had some profound, amazing experiences like that. Um, but there, there haven't been enough, and uh, because that was, I'm 40 now, and that that was when I was 33. So, I feel like. I'm supposed to be, re we're all supposed to be exercising this machinery. Yes. And um, and that is the key to our evolution and really finding peace on this planet. Well, absolutely. Because the more conscious you become, the less you, the more you integrate with the suffering of others. Because the more conscious you become, Compassion. The, the more you realize how linked we all are. Yeah. Because we all are. Yeah. And so... In essence, you know, when you forgive and love yourself, you actually send that energy out to others without even realizing that you're doing that because you're repairing something, a, a part of the whole. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're the Borg, right? <laughs> so we're like, we're repairing something in ourselves. We're healing things in ourselves, past life shit, this, you know, this life, all this stuff. Or forgiving yourself for eating that donut whatever the hell it is right <laughs> yeah. whatever it is right. like you know not giving yourself a bunch of guilt or pain or any of those things like learning how to give real self-love and self-care self-preservation helps actually give that to the rest of the world yeah do you know what i mean yeah. when you and then you can't help but become more <clears throat> compassionate because you're happier your frequency raises the higher your frequency, the less you can handle low frequency situations, the less you will accept them, the less you will allow them in, the more frequency you will radiate out to others, mm. thereby raising their frequencies. <coughs> if everyone was doing that. Like ripples. It would be a completely different world because the things that go on here, no one could stomach, no one could handle the cruelty, the, 
you know, what we do to nature, what we do to animals, what do we do to each other. No mm. one could handle that anymore. You know, it would it would be a completely different way of viewing life. But so many people are still in that non-awakened state. That's what this four years, you know, period so, is. So you're saying over the next four years, that's going to be this major shift in consciousness. Yeah, I mean, it's basically this four years is that call to what you what you call you know light workers, whatever they do, people who who you know have their own gift to help people like what you experienced that woman who did that for you, right? Yeah. Those kinds of people, great and small, myself included, right? Because I take the demons out, <laughs> right? So that's low frequency. We're going to take that out. We're going to fill you with high frequency. It's up to you whether you keep that, you know, out the door, yeah. right? You keep, you keep it flowing or you don't. That's always up to you. It's like psychic surgery. If you're going right. to smoke after, you're going to smoke after. But a lot of people don't. And so they keep that vibration going. And then they, they themselves may be light workers of some kind or whatever but it's all people with all different gifts trying to make people conscious trying to raise that collective unconscious into consciousness am i raising my vibration or lowering my vibration when i'm smoking pot uh that's it, it's irrelevant either way to be honest i mean sometimes this is not a pc thing to say but i'm going to say it okay sometimes drugs help you reach states of uh sure acknowledgement of things that you don't understand both in yourself and in the world right because they kind of bust open some of those places things that are locked right however someone like me i couldn't do drugs i can't do drugs and the reason well, you, because it's in, it's in your blood i mean it's already happened. well it actually for me it would be negative right yeah. so if i were doing like i've never touched a hallucinogen really? i never will because i already know from spirit this is what would happen so if i took one i already see demons Jesus. <laughs> demons already know about me right wow so if I was in a place of complete lack of control and I was because what that does can we really make this a moon lake? can we make you a moonlight character <laughs> can we do this I guess if you want I don't know why you haven't already <laughs> I don't know but if you are a person who's already very open what that means is that you're you're connecting with those dimensions right demon hunter <laughs> so for me that dimension for me where the entities hang out is that etheric space that we talked about earlier, right? That place that people really don't access until they're like between asleep and awake for very short periods of time. That's my life. <laughs> and that's I'm one out the door and one in all the time. So if I took something like that, it would open up the etheric space even more, which would give them more access to me. And if I'm not in my heightened place of pushing it out getting it out don't come near me you know when my vibration i don't know what i would be in that right. i'd be an easy target that's why i don't do that you'd be an easy target but people who are unconscious oftentimes do ayahuasca they do all these things and then they're like i had this very life-altering experience well actually what you did was you connected with something that you already have right you can do that without the drug right. you would just have to learn how to do it right you know so for people who don't have that, you know, it's good sometimes, right? Because you learn things through that experience. So these Clives that I have, <laughs> the uh, I've had the same Anya, the same psychic. I met with her later on for a follow-up meeting to tell her what was going on with me because basically that, her, that first meeting changed my, my 
yeah, of cold course. perspective. Yeah. I was walking around the streets of New York for three days after that. It's always three days. Really? Even for me. When I have clients, it's always three days. You're open for three days because what happens is... What? Yes. Yes. I was buzzing for three days. Yes, exactly. All I saw in the architecture of New York everywhere I looked at was pyramids. Right. Okay. Because that's connecting you to past life. So, okay. Let me let me explain this because this is super weird, right? Like I said, it's like a psychic surgery. Yeah? So when she did this work on you, what happens is she opened up. Literally opened up, right? Opened all these energetic things up. It takes, just like a wound, it takes a certain amount of time to close back up. And it's always, for energetic things, it's always three days. Three days, three days, three days, three days. And then seeing all the pyramids and the, well, and all the sacred geometry, which you probably saw a lot of too, but seeing pyramids, there are a lot of people who have an Egypt past life. A lot of us, we didn't come from there, but that could have been, you could have been Syrian, you could have had other things happen before that, but you had an Egypt past life. But also the fact that in the architecture in oh it's always there oh yeah yeah it's built in there the, the absolutely you know, the freemason imprint absolutely right yeah all coming back to that which is the egyptian imprint right right so i where i, I was totally blind to them before yeah suddenly i was starting like, to oh see. my god it's everywhere yeah <laughs> so is. um that's when it really hit me. And then I met with her a couple months afterward and she looked she looked me up and down and because she was telling me that basically because she was such a powerful psychic, you know, I can only tell you what I felt, which was a very powerful feeling and what I saw. But she, she told me all sorts of stuff about the CIA would come to her and... Um, you know, ask her stuff because she knew shit that she wasn't I'm supposed sure. to. Yeah. And, um, and that she'd be walking down the street and she just, she'd get a message from the Galactic Society. You know, the guy to your left is CIA. She'd turn and just look at the guy and the guy would just be like, holy <laughs> fuck. You know, like she would do shit like that. She saw me, um, and I, it was during a time where I was like very restless and she looked me up and down and she said, do you realize that she was like, during this movie, you, because you've opened yourself up, you have gained this entity, yeah. this very dark entity that I need to get rid of. Sure. Uh, which she did. She did this Reiki energy movement thing on me. Um, didn't touch me, but pulled this uh, ener- this whatever this thing out of my back, whatever this feeling was. Mm-hmm. Um, the instant she did it, it was like there was a swirling vortex of chi in my back, like <laughs> healing chi in its place. Right. That's what it felt like. Sure. She pulled this out and she threw it into the this shadow thing and threw it into um I didn't see anything. And she threw it into the the uh the wood. She said the wood was was a good place to store entities. See, I don't store them. I destroy them. I don't give them any storage. Right. Okay. <laughs> I'm you, like, get out. We're done. You, we're not, you're not coming back here. So she. So I've had these these things where I've really felt um, really felt energy. Yeah. You know, moving in my body. See, that's why you have to let me do work on you and take those out because. Right. So it, these it's gonna Clives, be trippy. It's gonna be trippy for you. <laughs> these Clives. 
Um, they, what kind of? Because I, I, I feel pretty good. I feel like I'm, right. right. You, you think that they're they're feeding off of my anxiety, right? And right. Clive's, like I said, are the lower guys, so you're not gonna feel like it's not like movies, right? Where it's like there's a demon and it's showing up in a farm and. Wisconsin right. and this girl is doing all these parlor tricks for you. There are what I call movie style entities, but they're not going to be picking some girl on a farm. That's not how it works. They look for very specific people. Clives could be with you all your life if you don't take them out. I mean, they don't, it won't kill you. Yeah. It's just going to feed from you. You know what I mean? And a lot of people have them and don't know they have them. It's just, that's how it is. What's the wildest entity you've come across? The top of the, or bottom of, however you want to look at it, the food chain of entities is a realm walker, what I call a realm walker. And a realm walker is what people think is the devil. And it is the worst entity that you can possibly have. And it looks for very specific world-changing people. It has no interest or anything in anybody who does not fit that bill because it wants to cause mass chaos. Wow. And... That's what is a movie-style entity, the thing that can shape-shift and move from person to person and pull in a bunch of people at a time and affect a whole group of people at large. Like, it can do that kind of wow. stuff. That's the worst. Kind of like the, the one that was released from the what, the Ibik box or whatever it's called? <laughs> worse than that. The Schmibik box? Yes, worse than that. Much worse than that. And they tend to also... Well, not always, because there's collectors that do that, which is the one beneath the realm walker but they also can take over whole buildings and all of the people inside wow. that's so i'm in negotiations for that docuseries where i go and and clear very not haunted spaces demonic spaces and we don't go ghost hunting where it's like i hope it shows up maybe we got something on film i'm like no well, you're gonna catch way more on film than you ever expect and that's going to be a completely different energy when I'm done with it. Like, I'm going in and taking it out. And there are some places, one of the places on the list has a realm walker situation, so I will be dealing with that guy. Not all of them do. So you've dealt with them before and... It's very rare. It's exceedingly rare. It's like Secret Service outside your door rare. Uh -huh. Yeah. Because it's somebody who, again, can make major world change who usually has that and is predispositioned to be a not so nice person uh. you know what I mean it's a good symbiotic relationship uh. and those people usually know they have realm walkers they know they do because they converse with them yes yes because they're like okay I'm talking to the devil right now it's that making a deal with the devil situation right yes yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh. That's what my pilot Lightfall is about. It's about a realm walker taking over a politician. Wow. Yeah. What does it look like? Um, it's kind of difficult to explain because when I explain it, it doesn't sound scary, but it is scary. Oftentimes, the way it'll present to me is something that is tall like a building, uh, shrouded. Right? Like it has a covering, you know? Yeah. Like a, not a cape, but you know what I mean. Like it's got a thing. Shell. Yes. And it has a crown made of wood. So I don't know if it's showing me that to be, you know, antichrist-like or whatever, but that's what it always shows. Crown of wood. Yeah. Like a crown of thorns, you know, like Jesus 
crown of thorns. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Freaky. <laughs> I know. It doesn't sound that scary. You're like, mm, but no, it, it no, is. No, that does sound scary. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> when I try to describe it, I'm like... What other entities have you come across? Um, there's tricksters who right. present themselves as something that they're not to kind of uh, get people to feel comfortable with them. Mm. So those are the ones that usually come to people as children, as, you know, imaginary friends or angels wow. or, you know, whatever, and stay with them till adulthood. Really? I've had many people come to me who are in their, like, 50s who are like, I made this friend when I was a kid. <laughs> And I now realize that my friend didn't let me have relationships or jobs or... Wow. <laughs> yeah. And now we need what, to take them they, out. How do they describe them? Uh, it depends. I mean, tricksters, they do exactly that. They trick you. Like, they'll, they'll present themselves as anything you want. Right. I had uh, clients who've come to me and say that they had genies with them, archangels, uh, deceased loved ones that wow. are not deceased loved ones. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Freaky. In fact, that's that's what something else is about that I don't want to say because it'll give it all away, but I'll send it to you. <laughs> oh, that's another. That's another film situation. Yeah, that's coming. <clears throat> so, Tomb Raider. Yes. You are the creator. Uh, kind of. I created the backstory. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That's so, the origin. I of mean, story wise, yes. You created the to- origin, <laughs> but of I didn't create the character or anything like that. What? How, so someone presented it to you? Said no, no. We want was... a lady who shoots a lot. And <laughs> no. She's like Indiana Jones. No, the first game was already out. Oh. The first game was out, and that was back in a time when you know you didn't really have too much story for games yet. It was right. kind of like up and coming ish. Right. And I don't think anyone expected that character to be as huge as it was. So when that happened, everyone was like, <coughs> Shit, what are her likes and dislikes? Yeah, like, where yeah. did she come from? How did she start tomb raiding? And gotcha. so that's kind of what I did. Gotcha. And uh, of course, now it's like gone through like five different changes of different origins now. But you were the first. I like to think so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, like to, I like to believe it. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, no, it was the first. It was a long time ago now, like 1999 or something crazy. Yeah. 2000, something like that. But it's, I mean, it's a huge, iconic Yes. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's so funny. Like You also, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, sometimes, like, if I do events, like, conventions or something, I'll still get the, just a Tomb Raider girl. Right. <laughs> right? So I think cool. that happened with you once, like, when we were signing for something. So right. Somebody came up and was like, didn't you do the Tomb Raiders? <laughs> I was like, yes, I did. Well, we should say what we've created. We, we, I got this graphic novel called Moon Lake, which uh, is, you know, Twilight Zone on acid. We <laughs> created this character named Desensitized Deidre, yep. who is a, f- a favorite uh, of a, a lot of the characters. It's the only character that I created with somebody else. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's very special. And uh, she's really one of my favorites. She's really cool. She she is like this perfect started out as what if there was this perfect girl a straight A student and then she has the worst day of her fucking life <laughs> and she snaps and she um she becomes this cold hearted killer uh just just destroying slicing and dicing her way through people but um she has no idea but she has no idea she thinks that she's in this 
Alice in Wonderland cartoon world. Yeah. You know, so, and that's the comedy of it where she's just like thinking that she's feeding lollipops to fuzzy puppies. <laughs> yeah. Now, Here you go, Mr. Scoochie Pooch. <laughs> and she's, and she's like really like putting a buzzsaw into oh, somebody's. It's so it's, it's Somebody's so face. bloody. Yeah. We got banned. One of our panels wasn't allowed yeah, to be yeah, shown. Yeah. Diamond totally said we couldn't put Zarnow. it in. Zarnow got very graphic. He's, a, he's, a he's amazing. Great artist. He, was, he did the first Deidre. And uh, one of the things that, you know, one of the many things that she sees that make her, like, her parents are killed and, you know, all this shit. And she, she goes to see her boyfriend. Her boyfriend is in the middle of this, you know, hazing ritual that, you know that looks like some kind of like skull and bones thing <laughs> but he's um all i said that it would look all the, the all i wrote was it's a hazing incident you know what we said was like it's a hazing incident i might have said there were goats yeah that there's a goat in there <laughs> yeah. but he put what he put was it was a guy graphic. a guy fucking a goat while the goat was fucking another guy yeah and they they were like no. and the reason the reason that they said no I was like, hold on, this chick is is killing everyone in the world. The whole thing was. But blood. your problem is with the goat people, and they said, well, first of all, it it looks like they're hurting the goat. So I said, okay, so if the goat, which I don't condone in uh, any way. Oh no, no, who condones that? <laughs> no. But I said, if the goat was, but I was just, it was the absurdity of it. No, that is absurd. So I was it's like, a... so if the goat was enjoying himself, you guys be okay with that? <laughs> You know, and they didn't. They and then and then Arkea was like, "Don't push it." Yeah. You know, so, because I just I got real Lenny Bruce on, and I was like, "What's the f- justice here?" Well, what ended up happening made it better because we had to put that a big censor block. On. Yeah, that said that literally we could not show this yeah scene at all. And then I think I think he did an interview somewhere, and they posted the scene online. I think you can still see you can it find online. It. Yeah, like, it's out there. Yeah, you can see it. It's the... very silly. But I, I just... mean, it's, it wasn't really happening. It was, no, it's, it was made up. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't wasn't it actually was really occurring. We, there, I do not condone you know, any bestiality. I'm no, not no for it. I love animals. That. Everyone who knows me knows. No, but it's like it's like you know next level Mel Brooks shit. That's what yeah, I was well, going yeah, for. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, of course. It's, where she walks crazy. in, she walks in, she sees this, and and the boyfriend is just all, Deidre, it's not what it looks like. You <laughs> know, it's like a fucking... I know. And he was story. presented as, like, Mr. Jock guy, Mr. Yes. Preppy White Shorts guy. Right. <laughs> That's what made it funny, because it was nothing like that. So we're, we're... Anyway, we've had some <laughs> controversy, which is fantastic. And I yeah. think that uh, we're going to... We're turning this into a TV show, so hopefully um, Deidre will be out in the real world causing havoc. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And she has many followers because they're like, what the fuck is going on here? (laughs) She's the coolest. We don't know. Like, she's killing everyone. It's amazing. Because she also ends up killing people who are like, at one point she's like surrounded by police who are trying to shut her down. She's just this one girl, and they, she just takes she them takes all them out, out. Like the Terminator. Yeah, the Terminator, which is why she has followers, because they're like, whoa. They're like, whoa, she is... She is she's like a dangerous assassin. Yeah, she's supernatural. They think that she's... Yeah. And might the, be either the Messiah or the Antichrist. Exactly. They just want to make sure they're, they're, they're on, on the, the right side. Yeah. 
Because she also doesn't ever speak to the people she's killing because she's speaking to the animals in the other world. Well, she's saying kooky, sprinkle-covered shit to people. But they think it's like coded messages from, like, the great beyond. Yeah, all these, she gets all these She's uh, so, like, uh, fascinating and esoteric. It's it's an amazing character. It's really fun. (laughs) Uh, But I also want to make a character out of your experiences. I think it's... I, 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 I mean, it's 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 like you're living like a like a superhero life, you know, Doctor yeah. Strange or something. Well, and you know, again, like that's what the book with Day Street is. It's it's what's it called? Uh, it's oh, oh so I don't you, know if I can say yet. Oh, okay. I don't know because you can. Well, I'll tell you when I know if I can say. I don't think I can say yet, but okay. But that and the last few things that I've been writing, like uh, a film called Liar, you know, Lightfall, which is a pilot, like this, a TV series, like those are all about my experiences, but not necessarily as me, you know, like, like the memoir is, that's a memoir, but you know, like the TV and film stuff is like through fiction, but it's the same concepts, wow. you know, of what it is and what I see and, and how that goes. And it's really, uh... <laughs> It can be really hardcore sometimes. Like, just last night, not, no, I'm a liar. Not last night, not this night, but the the one before, I had what I call a bad moon, which is this thing where from a certain time at night until the sun moon? comes out, doesn't it doesn't have to be a full moon, but a certain time of night until the sun comes out, I will be visited by entities all night. Who are trying to attack me for doing what I do? Right, and it trying will be, to take you out. It'll be one after the other, after the other, after the other. So there's zero sleep on those nights. It's just fight, 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 fight. All well, night what long. is a fight? What is it? Energetically pushing it out, pushing it out, not allowing it in. You're all expecto patronum. Yeah, I don't even need to do that. I'm so cool. I just go get the fuck out. <laughs> You just feel it. You're like, it's energy. Yeah, you just you just force. push it out. You just don't allow it in. What um, do you feel? And so you just close your eyes and you just you feel a light or a force for your field. Or how do you envision it? No, I you I just mentally because, send okay, a signal. Because here's how it works: when you when you are trying to raise frequency quickly and again in the book like there's so many things you can do like we go over a bunch of things you can do at home to do this but a very quick one which i always tell clients i always tell people who come to me during that three-day period you're going to hear things you're going to see things you're going to because you're closing up right so now you become the flame and all the moths can see you so you need to work to you know keep things clear right doesn't happen for everyone some people leave high frequency they stay high frequency and it's like well nobody you know whatever doesn't always work the same way for everyone so i always tell them if you hear a thing and it's a thought from nowhere and it's dark as fuck it's not yours it's entity trying to persuade you let me in (laughs) right when that happens i want you to say and I, i think we can say this on this podcast get the fuck out you need to get the fuck out i understand that's not me get the fuck out and here's why you do it you do it with gusto all right that is high frequency believe it or not you're raising your frequency you're sending that energy up and out like fire get out that actually will keep it out so for me when it starts coming 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 
I have to do that kind of all night. Get out, get out, get out, get out. But I do it energetically. I don't need to say it. You know, it's just sending that fire out. There's no force field. There's none of that. Doesn't You don't even need it. Right. Yeah. Well, when you say sending that fire... Yeah, you know, it's, it's a kind like, of energy burst. Yes, yes, it's like yeah. uh, you know. Fireballs. They say like a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people say like, you know, when you're doing all this astral projection, energetic work, that you're supposed to say, you're supposed to connect, and you envision like a gold, glowing orb around you of protection. Yes. Yeah. You know, and uh, so I think that's just an extension of your. Your chi, you know, you're basically just pushing, of course, yeah. pushing your chi outside of your body. Sure, because it's all you. It's all right. energy. Right. You know? And the more connected to source you are, the more conscious you become, the more you feel there's always something with you. There's always stuff around you. There's yeah. always things helping you. You recognize synchronicity. You recognize your connection to others. You recognize all of those things. The higher the frequency, the less you you dwell in that space where those things can find you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it all becomes one unit, the source and you, and it just all becomes this flow. Yeah. You know? Um, I've been used, because I'm writing this book, The Brooklyn Gladiator, and it's been expanding epically uh, about psychics and a psychic evolution, you know, about basically, you know, it takes place 2033, so it's during this awakening. Right. And um, one of the sources, which is an incredible source for sci-fi, is David Icke. Oh, yeah. But reading a lot of Icke, who, um, you know, has been banned and has been called a quack. And, <laughs> sure. You know, but I, you know, Isn't he, everybody who has something to say. <laughs> what's it again? Everybody who has something different to say is like, right. oh, you're just like some weird... But he, he discusses this these energetic uh, energy these uh, vampire entities sure that are feeding off of people and and people don't know right yeah and it's true it's absolutely true it's crazy now i i don't know you know if anyone has gone into the specifics of what they are but like i said i thought it was time for people to know that so but let me tell you something i mean from what i've heard about scientology from what i've heard about you can you can look into a lot of different Yes. Religions. Sure. And say, oh, this sounds similar. Yeah, exactly. The difference with me is I work only on energy. There's no religious relationship in there. That doesn't mean that I, because I also see high beings. So, you know, you uh, angels and oh, wow. all of those things. Because they're, they're, if you can think about it in that pyramid spectrum, we're in the middle. Right. Here's the low, down, and here's the high up. Right? Yeah. Those that give to you and those that take from you. Right. Right? If you see one, you tend to see the other. Huh. And all of those high beings that are connected with religion are, they are very helpful to me. They work with me. I work with them. So, but it doesn't, it's not necessarily religious. Again, why I think the religious aspect works is because it's high frequency. Right. You're raising your frequency. Exactly. Right. That's it. So, um, thank you for yeah doing this. Well, thanks for having me. It was fascinating. I could talk about this stuff all day. Right? Holy it's a shit. long conversation. <laughs> so, are you going to uh, you're going to help me get rid of my Clives? Yes. <laughs> and then you'll be like, "Whoa, I don't know what the hell just happened." <laughs> well, what'll happen is I'm sh- I, if if I'm I I suspect 
you will leave an energy vortex in the wake of these clives. No, I feel that. No, there is no vortex. Oh. When you take stuff out, you have to replace it. Well, that's what I mean. And yeah, energy, yeah. The, the, your chi kind of rushed. That's just what I felt. Okay, yes, yes. In the past. Yes, so... Whenever something's been taken out, my chi rushes into where the entity was, and it, it feels like this swirling little whirlpool. Exactly. It's and, a tingling, amazing thing. And I just help that along. You right. know what I mean? Like, you take something out, you don't want to leave the holes, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you have to you have to patch it up. Yeah. And then I'll smoke some and then it'll start all over again. <laughs> it's not from weed. <laughs> it's not from weed. Entities don't come from weed. No, I know. I'm I, they, no, I didn't think that. I, but I think that maybe uh you know, you, you put your, you let your guard down. Uh, there's a lot of different theories not on always. it. There's no, like yeah, certain yeah, Hindu religions, certain Hindu religions that the, you know, the priests are constantly smoking ganja to yeah. connect with the spirits. Well, it's the same with wine. Exactly. Right? Wine spirits. is... You're talking about Dionysus. You're talking about Bacchus. You're talking about yeah, yeah. having those debaucherous moments. But sometimes, again, those those take when a veil down for right. you. So you know what I mean? So, yes, the there's a part where it's like you might not have control, but those kinds of things don't really... To me, I mean, I don't, cause, but I don't have problems with them, right? Yeah. Neither do you necessarily. So it's like, if I, if it were an addiction for me, that might be a problem, right? Because then you're not in control of that. Okay. When you're not addicted, but you enjoy it, there's a flow of energy in that that's positive. You know what I mean? Because let's say you are having a blocked sensation where something's bothering you, but you're not in touch with it. That's when... You break out the wine and you're like, what is this thing that I can't figure out? Because it takes all the ego out of that, of the way. Mm -hmm. There's no, it takes the wall down. Right. And then you feel it and you go, oh, this is what it is. And you can heal it. Now, some people don't need anything for that. Some people do. It's just different for everybody. It's like what you need versus what, whatever. Some people use things to the point where it's out of control and it's not good for you and it's taking you to dark places. That's not good either. Like. Like, I cannot experience ayahuasca. I'm not going to ever do it. Right. Because I know for me, I live in ayahuasca. Right. <laughs> right? That's not good for me. Yeah. But for someone the else... The veils that, are already down for Yeah, you. shit, yeah. So, but for someone else, that might be exactly what they need. So, it's not for me to judge. You know what I mean? Like, it, it is what it is. And there's no way for me to know, even with all my extensive knowledge of, you know, supernatural phenomena. There's really no way for me to know and or judge right. what someone needs or doesn't need for their own, you know what I mean? Yeah. Their own journey. We invented a new character tonight. There we go. And, um, <laughs> well, I mean, it's you. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> I'm my own character. <laughs> um, and uh, let's get rid of my Clives. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, you'll have to follow up then. <laughs> what's a, what's What song do you want to be for this one? Oh. Intro, outro. I get to pick? Yeah. Does it matter what? Yeah, whatever you want, though. How about uh, Lawrence and the Machine, Seven Devils? <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> Lawrence and the Machine, Seven Devils. <laughs>